What's up, M12? How are we doing tonight? All right, there we go. It is so good to see you guys. I know that we missed you last week. We had Thanksgiving break, but hey, let's be real. Who enjoyed having an entire week off of school? I'm sure you guys got to eat way too much food, sleep in, maybe survive Black Friday shopping. I'm so glad that you guys all returned and were able to come back this week. My name's Nathan. If I haven't gotten a chance to meet you, I would love to do that. But hey, I also want to give a shout out to the new students in the room tonight. If this is your very first time to come to M12, I am so glad that you came and you chose to be a part of M12. And tonight we are starting a new series called The King is Among Us. So I want us to all say that on the count of three. One, two, three. The King is Among Us. Awesome. Great job. And again, this is going to be the last series before we take a break for Christmas. We're in this series where we're, we're at season where we're getting ready for Christmas, you know. We're starting to build our wish lists. People finally can legally listen to Christmas music. Even our lobby is decorated like Christmas. And it, and it makes you think about all the past Christmases you've had before. And when, when I think of one of the Christmases that I've had before, I think when I was just five years old, just a wee little lad, you know, just little Nathan, and, and I was building my Christmas wish list. And the, the one thing that I had on my list, my list was a puppy. Who in here has ever wanted a puppy as a gift before? A lot of us in the room. A lot of us in the room. And so this was the only thing. This was the only thing on my list. So I thought, I am for sure getting a puppy. This is the only thing on my list. I've been a good kid. If Santa is real, I am going to get that puppy. But guys, guess what happened? I didn't get the puppy. Christmas came and went, and I did not get the puppy. And guess what I got instead? <laughs> a cat. That would have been the worst. <laughs> no, I got something not as bad as a cat, but still pretty close. I got socks. And while I love socks, it's no puppy, okay? And Santa was nowhere to be found. Santa was nowhere to be found. And I'm not the only person that has ever missed out on Santa before, but Buddy the Elf has also missed out on Santa. If you've seen the movie, you know, you know that Elf started working at Gimby's and, and Santa came to visit. Well, sort of. Check out this video. See, Buddy experienced something that I also experienced. He experienced Santa not showing up. And I, and I think that not only have I experienced this and, and Buddy has experienced, but I think we've all had experiences in our life when someone did not show up and it kind of hurt. And if we're being really honest, again, we've counted on people, and they haven't showed up for us. And sometimes we can play the same scenario, but only with God. And we can feel like God is not there when it feels like things go wrong or something is painful in life. It can feel like God isn't there because it doesn't feel like he's showing up. And that's the first blink of your notes. It can feel like God. It can feel like the king is nowhere. It can feel like the king is nowhere sometimes. And this is a tension that is in everybody's life. This is a tension that's in everybody's life because nobody has the perfect life. I have felt this way. Everybody in this room has felt this way because things go wrong in life. And sometimes there's pain and there's other things involved. And when things don't go our way, it can feel like the king is nowhere. See, it can feel like the king is nowhere when a family member gets sick or hurt. It can feel like the king is nowhere when you're trying your best in school, 
but your grades are still going downhill. It can feel like the king is nowhere when you're working as hard as you can to make the sports team, but you still get cut. Or what about this one? It can feel like the king is nowhere when somebody says something hurtful or is talking behind your back. It can be easy to feel like the king is nowhere because it can, it can feel like things aren't going our way. But here's the good news tonight, guys. We are not the first ones who have ever felt this way. The Bible is still full of stories of people who have felt this way. And let me tell you why. In the beginning was Adam and Eve, and they were in perfect relationship with God. They talked with him, and he was right next to them. He was imperfect. They were in perfect relationship. But what happened was Adam and Eve sinned, and they distanced themselves from God. There was a break in the communication. There was something that happened, and it broke that relationship as it was in the Garden of Eden. And it can feel like the king is distant now because there's a breakdown in communication. See, what happens when one of your friends does something against you? And when, when one of your friends hurts you, it kind of changes the relationship. It's not as strong as it used to be if you don't fix it. And see, that same thing was happening with Adam and Eve, and we are still suffering from that breakdown in communication. We are still suffering from that gap in relationship, even today. And, and it can be easy to feel like the king is nowhere. And because there is distance in a relationship, God's voice is much softer than it used to be. Where it used to be clear and loud, it's now a soft whisper. And where God was right next to Adam and Eve, there is now a gap in the relationship. I know that we have often felt this way. We even feel this way with our friends now. Now, this is probably going to get everybody in the room, but Hugh in here absolutely hates it when you're texting your friend, and then they don't respond immediately. Who hates it in there? Okay. I know. It's awful, right? You're like, where did they go? Oh, my gosh, did they die? And in your mind, and your mind starts to go so many places. You're like, am I even still friends anymore? Bring it in. Bring it in. Here's what I want you guys to get. Here, here's what I want you guys to get. It can feel like your friends abandon you when there's a breakdown in that communication because it feels like there's a gap in that relationship. It feels like there's a gap in that relationship. And many of you here are tonight, and maybe you feel that way about God. And maybe you feel like there's a separation. Maybe you're, the question you're asking is, God, are you still there? God, are you real? Because there's a communication thing, and there's a gap in the relationship. And he wants to fix it. And that's where we pick up in John chapter 1. If you don't have your Bible, go ahead and reach under your chair. We're going to go to page 1062. John chapter 1, verse 1. And we're going to be talking about the Word. And when we say the Word, what we're really talking about is Jesus. The Word is another name for Jesus. So go ahead and flip to John chapter 1, verse 1, page 1062. It's also going to be up on the screen. Follow along. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. See, mean, meaning in the beginning was Jesus, and Jesus was with God, and Jesus was God. So John is telling us that Jesus has been in existence since the beginning of time. Jesus is God. And because Jesus is God, just like the Father is God, Jesus has been in existence forever. But I want to zone in on something later. Check it out in verse 14. Skip ahead a few verses. Follow along. 
the word, Jesus, became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. See, God had an answer to the silence. God had a breakdown to the, the breakdown in communication. God had an answer to the gap in the relationship. God had answers to the questions that people were asking. And so the Bible teaches us that, the, that God went from feeling like he is nowhere to the king is now here. It's the next blank here notes. The king is now here. It says that Jesus was God, is God, and he became flesh. God became human, and he is now here with us. We don't have to worry about that breakdown in communication or separation in that relationship because God is now here. And see, when Jesus showed up, everything changed. Everything absolutely changed. They called him Emmanuel, which means God with us. They recognized him for who he was, and they called him by his name, God with us. And for those of you in the room tonight who are trying to still figure this thing out, if you don't know if you're a Christian or not, I have something for you to think about. If Jesus was just a good person, why are we still talking about him today? If Jesus was just a good person, why are we still talking about him today? Because he died and was crucified on a cross, and we could have forgotten about him long ago, and none of this would matter if Jesus was not who he said he was. But on the other side of this, you have to think about this. What if Jesus was who he said he was? What if Jesus was God? It would change your life. Think about it. And again, for everybody in the room, if everybody, everybody in the room tonight, I want you to think about what happened when Jesus showed up. Now, Jesus didn't just show up and say, hey, I'm here. You know, like when somebody shows up to you to a party, you're like, hey, I'm here. I always love it when somebody shows up to a party and they bring something. You know, maybe it's some food, maybe it's a fun game. Jesus showed up and he brought something. Jesus brought a couple things to the earth. And if we are to be like Christ, we are also supposed to bring things to the earth. We are also supposed to bring things to other people. Let's find out what Jesus brought. Jump to verse 4. So we're going backwards a little bit. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The first thing that Jesus brought was life. Jesus brought life, which is encouragement and positivity. It's the next blank in your notes. Encouragement and positivity bring life, because that's what Jesus did. See, when Jesus showed up, he brought life, not a kind of passing pleasure that you feel good in a moment, and then you leave from that, and then you feel so alone. I know that many of us feel like we're having a really good time, and we feel like we're really alive when something is going good, but when we go on from that moment, we feel alone, or we feel down. But Jesus brought life. Jesus brought encouragement and positivity anywhere he went. And I'm going to be honest, all right? Some of us in this room are a little like Squidward. That's right, I said it. We're a little like Squidward, meaning we're a little bit of a Debbie Downer, a little bit of a negative Nancy, some sad pandas in the room tonight. And if you've seen the show SpongeBob before, you know that Squidward is always down while SpongeBob is always so up. And if you haven't seen the video, if you haven't seen SpongeBob before, check out this 15-second clip. See, even in Squidward's best moments when he discovered the joy of Krabby Patty, he was so down while SpongeBob was up. Do some of us act like that? When you walk into a room, do you want to see a Squidward? 
who's always finding the faults in other people, who's so pessimistic in life and always finding the faults in other people. When you walk into a room, what do you bring? Do you bring life? Do you bring encouragement and positivity? Or do you bring death and negativity and pessimism? What do you bring when you go into a room? Because Jesus brought life. Jesus brought life. And I know that a lot of you guys like to roast on each other. I know that a lot of you guys like to, to find the fault in everybody else. But that's not what Jesus did. That's not what Jesus did. Jesus brought life. He brought encouragement to so many other people. That's what he did. So what do you bring? The king brought life. You, we also need to bring life. And then the next thing that Jesus brought was he brought light. Check it out in verse 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The king brings light. The king brings light, which is truth. And this is what happens when, when light happens, okay? Light exposes the darkness. Truth exposes the darkness. Here's an example. I know that you guys have been in class before, and if you're really lucky, you're, you're watching a movie, okay? And everybody's waiting for a movie because that means that she turns off the lights and then you start, to, you start to hop into your seat a little bit. And then you start to like put your hand on your face. Like you're just like so you're propped up. And, and you, you could go at any moment. And the movie keeps playing. And the movie keeps playing. And you're getting sleepy. And you're getting tired. And maybe you put up your hoodie so that nobody can see. And so nobody can see. And then all of a sudden the lights go back on up. And it exposes everything. It's the worst part of class ever. And, and so you're like rubbing your eyes. You're like, no, I, I was just, I was, I'm good. It's just, no, what? I'm good. And, and, and people can see that you were sleepy. It exposed what was happening in the dark. You see, this is what's true. The world is in the dark, and Jesus has answers to it. Jesus has light. And because we have Jesus, we have answers to the questions that the world is asking. And you, you've probably started to, to have these questions asked to you if you are living differently from the world. Because what Jesus did is he exposed the darkness. They're so totally different. Light and darkness cannot exist. They are, to they are totally separate. And light exposes the darkness. Light exposes the darkness. And so again, people were asking Jesus questions. And if you are living in a way that is different from the world, you've probably been asked these questions before. And so the good thing is that Jesus asked these questions, or people were asking Jesus these questions, so we can know what was going on. Jesus was asked so many questions, and he had answers for them. See, well, some of the questions that people were asking Jesus was this. Jesus, why do you love everyone? Isn't that kind of hard sometimes? Jesus, why do you love everyone? And when Jesus loved everyone... People's pride was exposed. People's pride was exposed. Because it's hard to be prideful when you're loving others and you're thinking of others. Jesus loved the unlovable. Maybe there's somebody in mind right now, we all have that person, that is really hard to love. Am I right? That person that's coming to mind right now, that's not always the person, that's, that's not just the person that's really hard to love, that's the person that God is asking you to love. Think about it. That's also the person that God is asking you to love. Show love because the king showed love. And what about this next one? Why does God put others before himself? Jesus put others before himself. He spent from morning till night caring for other people and, and exposed people's selfishness. 
And we're all a little selfish because we like to think of ourselves first. What would it look like if you started to put others before yourself? Maybe in your homes, in your schools, here at M12, what would that look like? Because I know that sometimes I like to to be the one that benefits the most from something. I like to be the one that goes first. I like to, and I'm so selfish. And if you're being really honest, I bet you could see some selfishness in yourself too. Or what about this one? This will probably get a lot of you guys in this room. Why did Jesus honor authority? Because if, if Jesus is God, he is the authority. If anybody had a reason to not respect authority, it's be, it, it would have been him. Because he is the authority. Why did Jesus respect authority? And as he respected authority, it revealed other people's rebellion. Maybe God is asking you right now to respect your parents, your teachers, your small group leaders, or anybody else. Maybe God is asking you to respect your authorities. And if that rubs you especially the wrong way, then God is definitely asking you to do that. And then what about this last one, this last question that people ask God is, is, Jesus, what about this relationship rather than just religion? Because Jesus grew in relationship with the Father. He didn't just learn about God. He grew in relationship with the Father. And, and, And from the beginning of time, Adam and Eve, what they did is when they distanced themselves from God, they started to think that we could, they could do things on their own. People started to think they could do things on their own without God. They took God out of the picture. And as Jesus grew in relationship with the Father, it exposed people's need for a relationship. And it exposed people's need for life. It exposed people's need for life. And people, people want this. This is a need that everybody has in their life. And Jesus has something that can fill that emptiness in you. And as we live our life differently, it will expose the darkness in ourselves and it will expose the darkness in this world. We should be the light. We should be truth. And here's the last thing that the king brought. The king brings love. The king brings love. Check it out in John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, and whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. The king brings love. It's the last thing that the king brought. And this is where I want to close our time tonight. If you're not a Christian in the room tonight, I want you to think about this. Jesus loves you so much. Jesus didn't come to the world to condemn you. Jesus didn't come to the world to tell you everything that you're doing wrong. Jesus didn't come to the world to to take all the fun away. Jesus came to the world to free you. Jesus came to the world to tell you how much he loves you. Jesus came to the world to tell you that he accepts you and that he welcomes you and that he'll never leave you. He came to restore that breakdown in communication. He came to restore that broken relationship that we are suffering from even from today. Just like how we can feel that gap whenever our friend doesn't text us back. Jesus came to solve that breakdown in that relationship. Imagine what your life would look like if you really chose to be in a relationship with God. Imagine what your life would look like if you really acted how Jesus acted because he lived so differently from the world. Everybody in the room, imagine what that would look like. What would that look like in your homes? What would that look like in your schools? 
Or even what would that look like here at M12 if you really took this seriously, if you really started a relationship with God, if you started to act how Jesus did, or if you really understood that Jesus is the Son of God, that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, and that he's not just a good person, but he's actually God. So I got a couple questions for you. Do you bring love? Do you bring light? Do you bring truth? Could people notice that you live differently based off your actions? Or do you follow along with the crowd? Do you fall into the darkness? Or do you expose the darkness? Or do you bring life? Do you bring encouragement and positivity when you walk into a room? Or are you constantly looking at the faults for other people? See, what we're going to do right now is we're going to transition into a time of worship in response. So I want to give you some directions on what to do. If you're not a Christian in the room tonight, what I want you guys to do is just think about what if God, what if Jesus was who he said he was? I want you to think about that. What would that mean for your life? If Jesus really was God, what would that mean for your life? And for everyone in the room, I want you to think about these things. What would it look like for you to bring life and encouragement and positivity into your world? Maybe that's hard for you. Maybe you're a Debbie Downer and you need help. So I want you to ask God, God, help me bring life into my homes, my school, and the M12. Or maybe you need help being a light. Maybe you've noticed that you started to follow the crowd and you need help. So God, help us expose the darkness instead of following the darkness. Or what about this? Maybe we need help loving some people because maybe we're a little selfish. Maybe we're a little prideful. Maybe it's just we want to put ourselves first. Maybe you need to ask God, God, help me love that person that's hard to love because he will help you. So I want you guys to, to think about that. I want you to respond in prayer and ask God for help. And maybe tonight something clicked for you and you just need to respond in worship and go ahead and sing what's on the screen. We'll have the words up. But for now, go ahead and, and bow your heads and we're gonna pray. So God, I thank you for every student in the room tonight. I thank you that you're in the room here tonight. God, I thank you that the king, that you are now here that you don't want us to be in a broken relationship. You don't want us to feel the consequences of sin. You don't want us to be in sin anymore. And you came to free us. And you came to give us things. You came to give us life. You came to give us light. And you came to give us so much more. So God, would you help us bring life to our communities? God, help us bring light and bring truth to our homes, our schools, our families, to hear at M12. God, help us love other people well because we need your help and we can't do this on our own. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.